Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, everybody, and welcome to In-Depth, presented by the San Antonio Express News. My name is Luis Vasquez, and I'll be your host as we bring in journalists to give us an inside perspective into the stories they bring to the Express News each week. Today, I'm joined by investigative reporter Marina Starley Freiker. She joins the show to talk about her story following a doctor in a children's hospital. Uh, Welcome back to the show, Marina. How are you doing today? Good. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, it's always great to have you. Um, So... Tell me about your experience in this. Uh, it, it, was it a children's hospital or you were in the ER of a children's hospital? Yeah. So we were uh, in the emergency room in the children's hospital of San Antonio. Um, and we spent uh, part of a night shift uh, with Dr. Jendi Haug, who is an emergency room doctor there. She also has four kids of her own. So she was a really great person just to talk with and kind of learn from when we talk about what this pandemic has meant for kids. The Delta variant is is affecting children more than um, the original COVID-19. How is it affecting children now? Yeah. um, And I should say there's a lot we don't know with the Delta variant right now. So it's hard to say whether the Delta in itself is affecting kids or if it's just because so many people are getting infected now um, that it's just ripping through children because they're unvaccinated at this point. Um, But what the interesting thing is um, essentially as everything lifted over the summer, folks started traveling, they started having parties again, all that sort of stuff. Um, We've actually seen a rise in all sorts of viruses. So that's COVID, that's RSV, para-influenza, rhinovirus. So that's why children's hospitals right now are just incredibly busy because they have so many kids getting sick from all of these other viruses after spending the last year and a half pretty well protected either by doing school at home or not traveling and masking and stuff like that. So yeah, COVID has compounded everything. And there's a, there's a quote in your, in your story about how if, if it could be made worse, COVID has made it worse. Uh, how are the, uh, the staff at these hospitals dealing with everything? They're very tired. Um, I mean, I feel tired and I don't work night shifts multiple nights a week and barely have time to like use the bathroom or eat or drink water on those night shifts. So to be perfectly honest, like every time I've followed medical professionals, I, I get done and I'm like, I have no idea how they do this and are, and are functional. I mean, they really are heroes. One of the things that really stood out about your article is how you highlighted the humor that, that's, that's, uh, that these professionals have. Can you talk more about that? Yeah. And that was, that was something that, uh, Dr. Haug had told me over the phone. Uh, we talked quite a bit before I, I met her and followed her over the course of the shift. And she had kind of let me know that we joke a lot. And that's something actually that has made it harder for medical professionals. And I think all of us, honestly, to cope with what's happening is because we don't have that kind of office banter or consolation with our coworkers, and you don't have that time to kind of vent and laugh and joke about what's happening in the world. So 
that's a big part of just how emergency medicine physicians are able to kind of deal with everything that's happening around them. So when I went there, there was a quote from the office written on a whiteboard in the wall. Um, it was kind of funny because Dr. Haug said that in general, she really hates any like television or movie drama about ERs, but she really, really loves the show Scrubs and thought yeah. that captured the environment in an emergency room perfectly. So I think that's that's probably just how it is in in all really high stress jobs where you have to find a way to handle all of the pressure every day and and laughter is one of those ways. Did you get a chance to talk to any of the parents and what they what they told you about their experience at the children's hospital? Yeah, so it was it was really fast paced, which is I guess what you would kind of expect for an ER. So typically how we did it was Dr. Haug would have the patients that she'd need to see. She would go in on her own and talk with them individually to make sure they were comfortable with us being in the room. Um, and then typically we were in the room for the length of time that she was in there. So that was anywhere from like five to 10 minutes, sometimes shorter. So really a lot of it was just, it was so fast paced and we were just bouncing from room to room to room with her that we didn't get to talk with the parents quite as much as, we wanted to, but I mean, she in, in some way kind of served as the interviewer for us because she was always asking them how their child was feeling, what their child's medical history was, is everyone in the family vaccinated, all that sort of stuff. But I mean, the one, the one thing that was really interesting to me, um, and I guess this is a little bit different than even kind of what I mentioned in the story. But I I just was really surprised by just how many mothers were in there taking their kids to the hospital at like 12 o'clock in the morning or one o'clock in the morning. And the big thing was, I mean, they had their sick children and it was, uh, there was a lot of conversations with Dr. Hauk about like, well, what do I do? I have to stay home from work and stuff like that. So that was one kind of part of the pandemic that ER physicians see all the time. I mean, it's not just these medical issues, it's the economic and social issues of what do you do when you don't have great childcare at home as well. So I, that was just kind of an interesting thing that I noticed while I was in there. One, uh, one quote that really stuck out for me was the, um, you quoted Dr. Norm Christopher, the chief medical officer, um, and, and he says, our people aren't allowed to get tired. They're not allowed to be upset. They're not allowed to be frustrated. They just have to keep on pushing. And I feel like that really encapsulates kind of what the, the staff is going through. Totally. Yeah. And, and the one thing that didn't make it into the story, we didn't actually observe any of this while we were there, which I guess is a pretty good thing uh, or, or not necessarily, I guess, I don't know whether kind of how common it happens, but I mean, medical staff have definitely been facing a growing amount of abuse and occasionally actually physical abuse from patients and families. So, I mean, here they are, they've been working overtime for God knows how many months trying to care for people. And now, I mean, they are taking back backlash from folks because I think everyone is frustrated, but it's just, it's sad that that's being taken out on the people who are caring for everyone. I want to move on to to talking about you and how do you prepare to go into a story like this? Do you, do you sleep the night before? Do you get anxious? What do you, how do you prepare? Cause I, I we've seen this before uh, when journalists go into hospitals and it can be pretty harrowing. How did you prepare? 
Yeah, I think I I always try to prepare just by learning as much as I possibly can before going into the room. Um, so with this, I spent several days just pre-reporting. So like looking up what's happening online, figuring out exactly where we are with the COVID surge here. I spent at least an hour talking with Dr. Haug and Dr. Christopher ahead of time because um, part of it is you want to make sure that you know all of the ground rules once you're in the hospital because you want to be respectful to patients and staff. So we talked a lot about that. We talked about what PPE I would need. I went to the medical supply store and I bought (laughs) face shields and N95 masks and stuff like that. So of course, there's the physical thing of like making sure you've got your PPE in your backpack along with your notebooks and your recorder and pens and stuff like that. But mainly when I go into these, I try to learn as much as I possibly can ahead of time. So that way, when I'm in the room, the only thing that I need to focus on is just being the best observer that I can. Because it's those little details that really make a story like this. And and I try, evidently, ER staff are incredibly busy. So I did not want to bug them with questions while I was actually on shift with them. So I try to get all of that done ahead of time. So all I am doing is just following them around and being quiet and listening and watching. You 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 brought up details, and that that brings me to my next question. It's about Jess Jess Phelps. Uh, what was it like working with her? Her pictures are incredible, and I know she couldn't join us today, but uh, I really want to talk about her work and what what it was like working with her. Yeah, I mean, we've done all sorts of stuff together uh, since she's joined the Express News. So, I mean, I absolutely love working with her. Um, I felt bad because there was one instance where. I totally got in the way of the photos because I was trying to play peekaboo with a little girl in the hospital uh, who was like showing us this like big blob of Play-Doh <laughs> that she brought with her. So there were a couple of times where sometimes you feel bad where you're like, oh no, I'm getting in the way because we're in this tiny little uh, like clinic room and there's a bunch of people in it because it would be me Jess and uh, the PR person for the hospital, plus Dr. Howe, plus whoever is there in terms of parents and children. So um, that w- that got a little bit hectic. Sometimes you you literally like I was like wedging myself in between the sink and the wall, um, but I was trying to get out of her way as much as possible because her photos are always so stunning. You mentioned uh, being in a crowded room. Uh, what was that conversation with the parents uh, like? to to invite them into like what is essentially a pretty private and kind of scary moment for them. Yeah, I guess I'm always just so surprised um how many people are willing to talk with us to be honest and I mean that's not just in a hospital that's everywhere. Um and I and I do think folks understand right now like this is a really important moment in time and of course the goal of our journalism is to hopefully inform the public so that way people can make decisions to keep themselves and their families safe. So um, I'm sure some parents, that's probably why they said yes. Um, it's a little, it's hard to know kind of like what folks' motivations are. But, um, and of course, some some said no. And that's something we totally respect. Like, we want to make sure that we're not harming anyone in our reporting. So that's a big priority. Um, but I, I should also back up and say, I mean, like, COVID cases were not the majority of the patients we saw. I mean, we saw a little boy who had just broken his arm. Um, There was children there with other viruses. So, I mean, that's kind of the ER is just crazy in that they see 
patients with all sorts of injuries and ailments. Um, so it wasn't all COVID as well. But I, I think you and Jess did a good job of showcasing how COVID can exacerbate all these other things that are already going on in the ER. Totally. Yeah. And one thing that Dr. Haug had told me the first time I talked with her on the phone um, was just that the pandemic really has made so much, uh, so many other things worse. Um, I mean, from kids' mental health to their access to healthy foods, from school lunches to housing instability. I mean, you name it, it's been a really difficult time for families and children. So, and that's something that folks at the ER see and deal with every day. All right. Well, Marina, I'm going to let you go. Um, Thanks again for excellent reporting. It was wonderful. Thanks so much. 